Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Arrows Angle podcast. This is Tara Campbell-Lucier and our very own KK Stoutenberg in the house. Woohoo! We have a super fun podcast, like we always do. They're always pretty fun. But um, today, we're going to be talking about annoying things that people say to you when you are pregnant mm-hmm. and maybe a little bit of like what you can do about it at the end, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. And so I polled our followers. Well, I didn't poll them. I asked them to write in and say, let us know the most annoying or least helpful questions or comments that they received while pregnant. Um, and you guys had a lot to say. You did. I, I want to like give you a lot of you a hug <laughs> for like enduring a lot of these things that people said to you. And there were some um, things like themes that kind of yes. popped up a lot, a lot of repeating things. So one of the most popular, and I feel like everybody or most people who are listening right now are, are going to be able to sympathize with this is sleep now while you can. Like, mm. What does that even mean? What is that? Yeah. What does that mean? It's like, it's like, just (laughs) like you've got impending doom waiting for Mm -hmm. you. And if you sleep now, you won't be tired when. Right. Like, yes, Yes. I am. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to be be exhausted. One of our um, followers, Erica, um, said, it's not like a savings account that you can just withdraw from when you need it. And that is so spot on because so if it perfect. was, then yeah, yeah I would have yeah. spent my entire pregnancy sleeping. Yeah. I would totally. have been a bear Definitely in hibernation. Definitely trimester. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if they were like, all the sleep you get while you're pregnant, you can use that yes. after you have the baby. It's like a savings account. Every woman that was pregnant would be sleeping would be right sleeping. now. They'd, they, and nobody would work past like 26 weeks. They yeah, would just, just sleep. sleep. Hibernation. It actually sounds kind of amazing. I know. I'm kind of like, <laughs> why didn't I, I think of this? Happen? Because it can't actually happen. That's right. It's not true. <laughs> You're just um, exhausted. Yeah, but the sleep things I feel like people say all the time. But that also just like makes me think of just why do people want to give you unsolicited advice as soon as they mm-hmm. see that you have a bump? Like, like I don't walk up to, you know, a guy and just say like, Hey, it's Thursday. You know what I mean? Like, hope you're doing a good job today. Or like, you know, you know what I mean? Like just why do why do we even have to like comment? Is it just because it's like physically there, the bump, and I, they can like see it and it's impending? Like I guess. And you know, people always want to impart their wisdom or they just don't know what to say and they feel like they have to acknowledge the bump, which we could spin into a whole nother thing. I'm not gonna do that, but just pro tip people, unless you see the baby physically coming out of the woman's body or she tells you she's pregnant, never ever assume that a woman is pregnant and say anything. Oh, that's so awful. Uh So awful. It's so awful to do. And it's so, I've I've been on both ends of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's so, it's so, I don't know which one is worse to be honest, because you feel so horrible and so guilty when you say something like that, when you're young and dumb and I don't mean dumb, but you know what I mean? Like when I like just didn't know and was young and said something like that to a woman that was not pregnant, but also when someone said it to me when I was like three months postpartum and you just want to like crawl into a hole and not, not. Come out. Good. Those hormones. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so along the lines of sleep and tiredness, someone else sent in, oh, honey, you're tired now. It gets worse. Um, yeah. So yes. again, impending doom. Right. Like, you know, like this is just going to get much more awful. Like wh- why say that? Yeah. It's not like you can, you know, hit the reverse button either. I'm already pregnant. This is, right. this is happening. Yeah. So why are you making me feel like scared. Yeah. For which is another thing people said is that they want to hear more good things. People always mm-hmm. say the negative. Mhm. Yeah. And that would definitely be one. 
It gets worse. Great. It gets worse. Thanks. That reminds Where were me of you, you when I was trying to make this baby exactly to let yeah. me know? Right. Exactly. <laughs> Um, it, it does remind me of your labor story with the, the traveling nurse oh my that gosh. told you that like when you were nine centimeters, that yes. it's going to get a lot worse. Yeah. It's just um, like saying it gets a lot worse is like in any situation is just, it's just not really helpful. Yeah. Cause I was at my breaking point and at that moment, I mean, I was ready to rip that, um, the handle, the out handle of the out of the wall when we were in the bathroom and this traveling nurse sticks her head in the bathroom and, and I kept saying, I feel like I have to push. I feel like I have to push. Are you sure I'm not 10 centimeters? And she looked at me and said, it's going to get way, no, it's going to get way worse. And Tara just was sitting at the tub and she just, with her foot, just hit the door ever so slightly. So it shut in the nurse's face, just very gently and looked at me because my eyes were huge, like saucers. And I was like, like it's going to get worse. And Tara looked at me and said, she doesn't know what the F she's talking about, Caitlin. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's a true story. That is a that true story. That is a true That was awful. And I'm usually, obviously, get along so well with nurses. We had never met this woman. She was <clears throat> a traveling nurse at a hospital that we, that I worked at quite frequently. And um, she just, she, yeah, poor, poor little, poor, poor soul. She just didn't know what to say in the moment. It was intense in the room and she just, she probably was feeling something, you know? Yes, and so she yes. just was trying to say something, but it just wasn't, it wasn't helpful at all. She so. was great in many other ways. But after that, when she said that, I didn't want her anywhere near me. It ruined it. Yeah. Well, we yeah, don't want her. Wrote her off after that. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, okay. So um, I really got this one a lot, I have to say, with uh, my twin pregnancy, which is, wow, you've gotten really big. Yay. Thank you. And some well-meaning, really dear <laughs> friends actually said that to me because like you expect it from certain people, like yeah. your grandmother that, you know, doesn't have a filter or your mother or whatever. Um but I had it from like some of my like birth type friends and I would just, just like, it just makes you feel so crummy, mm -hmm. especially, you know what I think is the worst is like on a day where you're actually kind of feeling good about yourself, yes. you know, and you're like, I actually put on some mascara and my best yoga pants today. Mm -hmm. Like really? Oh, that was really tough. Um, I got even just like, are you sure there's not three in there when yes. it was two, which is so. Well, I got, are you sure there's not two in there a lot when I was pregnant with one and like, excuse me. I always just wanted to tell people because I had really horrible body image issues while I was pregnant. It was some things that I was dealing with when I was in therapy. Maybe I should just let people know like, mm -hmm. so that they have an awareness. Mm -hmm. Because again, going back to, I don't think people realize that what they're saying is detrimental to your emotions, but the urge to rip people's faces off is <laughs> like out of control for me when they say stuff like it is that. It's a real thing. It's so real. Yeah. And I felt like maybe sometimes looking back, maybe I should have educated people. Listen, I really have bad body image issues. When you right make now. comments like that, it's it's really unhelpful. It makes me want to cry and it makes me want to rip your face off. Right. So if you could not, then everybody's face can be saved. Well, and we were talking about this a little bit earlier. I really feel like, and I don't want to throw an entire gender under the bus, but especially men. Yes. I'm gonna throw a gender under the bus, and <laughs> yes. I don't mean to. And I'm totally stereotyping, but just bear with me. I feel like um, they almost just don't know what to say. And so yeah. they just say something because they feel like they're supposed to, like we were kind of talking earlier. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously it's something they're never going to personally, like in their own body experience. So they're just, it just seems so like foreign to them. Yeah. So they just come up with some, you know, diarrhea of the mouth. Like when the guy, I was at work and he came to clean out the grease traps. I worked at a place where there was a big like commercial kitchen 
and he came to clean the grease traps out and noticed my bump, asked me how far along I was, and then asked me how I intended to birth, like if I was going to have drugs or not. And I told him that my plan- Is this the grease trap guy? The grease trap guy. (laughs) I told him that my plan was to go unmedicated and he shook his head and told me that I was going to need the drugs. And I was just thinking, my this is a perfect stranger, perfect stranger, never met him before in my life. And he's telling me that I need to have an epidural. It was from that moment on, I decided I wasn't telling anybody else how I intended to birth my child. And it's Um, nobody's business. First of all, no, it's totally no one's business. But I I knew right in that moment. But also like, how many babies have you birthed, sir? Because you would would know how necessary that epidural is. Did he allude to any of that? Like I've been, you know, I have children and with my I think he mentioned wife or, yeah that he had kids with his wife but you know I don't care shut up oh my god be quiet that is so I nice. should have told him how to clean out the grease traps even though I had no I know right like <laughs> how do you plan on cleaning my grease traps dude like <laughs> like well, I don't even know what to say to crack a joke like what are two options for cleaning that out I mean I don't ugh. Ugh. sorry yeah go through that um okay so this is this is definitely one um that mothers of either one child or several children get Mm -hmm. quite often, which is commenting on how many children you have or how many children you don't have, Mm -hmm. which is, again, nobody's business. Exactly. (laughs) It's um, projecting what they think they should, that you should be doing a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, You always quote Bergen on this because she had the best comment on this. Yes. Now now that I'm under the gun and I'm staring into this microphone, I'm probably going to forget. But our dear friend Bergen said to me once, because I was complaining that people ask me all the time why I'm not going to give my child a sibling. Um, Bergen said, you always have too many kids. Wait, you always don't have enough. See, I just said it like I know. 30 you minutes said ago. said it just a second ago. Yeah. You don't have enough. You, you, what? Just say it. What was it? You always don't have enough children until you have too many. That's children. what it is. Yeah. You never have enough kids until you never have enough kids until you have too many. Right. Right. Thanks for bearing with us on that one. Yeah. And basically, <laughs> you know what? If you're walking through the grocery store with four kids, people are going to be like, wow, you got your hands full or one kid I get all the time. Are you going to, where's his sibling? Yeah. Does he have a brother or a sister? It's, it's, it's maddening. Do they ask you that in public? Oh yes. And I've been told that my child will be a brat if he doesn't have a sibling. Mm-hmm. Um, I had somebody once tell me. With strangers, why don't you just like make up some imagine? Yes. He has, you know, four sisters that are all in college. Don't I look great? Well, you know, you know before I got separated and um, my husband and I were trying for another one and it just wasn't happening. I did get to a point where I told people, listen, I'm trying and it's not happening. Mm -hmm. And that shuts people up real quick Mm -hmm. because there are a multitude of reasons why, you know, you might not be having another baby. Um, and that's why you really shouldn't your own reproductive choice. It doesn't, or, or or circumstance. It's just nobody else's business. But I think the worst was Sawyer was, um, having a meltdown one day and someone said to me, um, you know, what can fix that getting him a sibling. Because he was having a meltdown about me not playing with him. I was having an adult conversation. Yeah. And he wanted me to come play with him. And I kept telling him I'd be there in five, ten minutes. And this person told me, you know, it can fix that. I know what a solution is. Give him a sibling. Again, I will rip your face <laughs> off. <laughs> but instead, I just smiled because I always just smile through it. Thanks. Thanks for that. Thanks for great tip. Not helpful. I'll get right on that with my... Yes. No partner self. <laughs> yes. <Can't do> that. <laughs> oh my 
my gosh, Caitlin, I'm sorry. That's so okay. I have four children and I, um, I got a lot of like, cause we have three boys and one girl. So I got like, Oh, you tried for that second girl. Didn't yes. you? She tried to get a sister and I'm like, yes, I actually did. Like, yeah. look how many there are. Yeah. Like, how, like, yes. I but like, keep striking out. <laughs> um, so, so that's, that's rude. Um, but then I also like, it's just kind of like, oh, you have four. I mean, even when, so my best friend has four, um, uh, children as well. And so obviously when we got pregnant with our fourth, which was a surprise, she was one of the first people I told. And she gave me some great advice in that moment. Just like when you tell people that you're pregnant with your fourth child or, or, you know, beyond, like, just don't be like, just be really guarded with your feelings because people are not going to have the best reaction. Yeah. Right. And so, um, that was really great going into it. Cause when I announced it, um, there were people that were like, what the hell, you know, what, yeah. what the hell is wrong with you? You're having four kids in five years. And what like, the hell is wrong with you though? Oh, Jesus. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's get the list going. So, so it's just, you know, it, it, it totally goes both ways. Yeah. And it's just, I was at soccer with Poppy yesterday and I met a mom of four, you guys, I didn't tell you this, four boys Okay. in two and a half years. She had four what? boys in two and a half years from, from birth to birth. It was two and a half years. Oh my God. Yeah. And she was, she was hilarious. Well, mathematically. So there's, there's there multiples in there. Yeah. She had twins. Okay. Sorry. I was like, wait yeah, a yeah. second. Yeah. I'm, she had, I'm smart. She had one baby and then she had twins. And then when her <laughs> twins were six months old, she got pregnant with her fourth boy. Okay. <sighs> yeah. So she definitely says she doesn't remember a lot. Her youngest, I think was six, is six now. Sorry. Um, but she was, you know, she gets all that she was saying she gets all the time. Didn't you try for a girl? And she's yeah. like, hello. Also, like, <laughs> And here's the thing. It's like you sitting here telling me this right now. And I'm obviously like, whoa, oh my gosh. Wow. I mean, listen to me. I know that these kinds of comments and stuff can hurt. And I know that, you know, it's not helpful to say those things to a mother or whatever. It might not make her feel good, but it's still shocking. I get it. And you know, it, we're human and things surprise us and we have opinions on things. It's how you deliver them. Mm -hmm. That is, it's the delivery. And also, I don't think until you become a parent, you realize a lot of the things you used to say and do. Mm -hmm. And then you get pregnant and you're like, oh, oh my God. God. I remember when you got pregnant or when I got finally got pregnant and um, I just thought of all the things that I'd ever said to you. <laughs> really? And I was just like, oh I don't my, remember mortified. Like, oh geez. Well, you just don't know unless you're no. going through it. No. You know, you don't. it's just, you know what you know. So um, okay. So definitely like talking about how many kids you have or don't have. And mm -hmm. then, um, uh, the gender thing, you know, like, are you trying for one gender or, you know, an opposite gender that thing? That's, that's a really, that's a really annoying one. Um, I think I, I, my friend Carrie, she's got six and whenever she goes out, someone, what's the, um, comment she always gets like at least every single week is, um, you know what causes that, don't you? Mm -hmm. like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, nope. Like, such a I miss fifth grade, you know, uh, sex joke. ed class. I get also a lot, are they all yours? Yeah. Are they all yours? Yeah. You know, especially with when I inevitably have an extra kid or neighbor with me, you know, it's like, you know, I get, mm -hmm. I get that for sure a lot. You got your um, hands full. Oh my God. If I had a nickel for every time I heard it, you got your hands full. <laughs> I'm like, really? Want to come help me? Like, yeah. you know? Um, you grab the one that's running down the cereal aisle. Exactly. For me. Go get that one. Uh, or trying to find the candy and make it even crazier. <laughs> Binge all the M&Ms. 
Um, okay. So that brings us to the negatives of having kids, how people want to share all the negatives yeah. of like, oh, you're pregnant. Awesome. Let me tell you this either like horrible horror story about my pregnancy, birth and or, you know, mm-hmm. once my child got here. Yep. Um, and I think that just happens all the time in our culture and our life and in, yeah. um, just in general, but it's just, you know, if there's a time and a place for a lot of things, right? So obviously people, people's human experiences, um, and what they've gone through, um, should be validated. And, but you don't have to actually validate someone else's feelings, right? Mm-hmm. So if they need to talk about something or get something off their chest, they need to make sure that it's the right time and place to do exactly. So. And if it's not the right time and place and they're not following those quote unquote unwritten rules about that, then it's your choice to just kind of stand up and walk away if it's possible, Yeah, you know, and to not be around, not to like immerse yourself in, you know, said negativity or said scary story or whatever. Exactly. Or, you know, asserting yourself. And if you can, I mean, for my entire pregnancy, I wasn't able to assert myself. Um, and like telling you the example after the fact, when I would let people know, listen, I was trying about the sibling thing Mm -hmm. that took me a long time to get to that place. But if you are able to let people know and bring in awareness, because like we said earlier, people aren't generally aren't coming from a bad place. Mm -hmm. It's not like they really mean, you know, they don't mean a-holes. It's just, they don't know. And until someone points it out to them, or they want to bring awareness to you, um, especially with birth. I find this like they want to bring awareness to you um, as in like a, <clears throat> as like a teachable thing. Like yeah. just so you know, I went through this. Like you know, let me tell you about it so like you can potentially avoid it. Yeah. Right. Um, and and that's that's all fine and good. Um, and, and I get that, and we get that a lot in birth circles and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, but I just think it's really important to like sit with yourself and see how it's making you feel. And if it's just not a good feeling or something where you just don't want to be around it, um, you know, do the best to like, gotta yeah. go to the bathroom now, gotta remove get up, remove yourself. Um, cause we talk a lot about, um, in pregnancy, um, and in birth and, and of course, postpartum, just like trying to surround yourself with positivity, you know, like, yeah, because that, that, that's a magnet for more positive stuff. Yeah. Right. So, um, maybe, maybe we just came up with a little tool people can use. Well, I like there it. you go. It's we like, need sound effects. Like, so when you have your ideas, because you've gotten a couple ideas in the yeah. last couple podcasts. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, we need, we need, we do need this. But I mean, really, if they're starting to sell you like, oh, and then this crazy thing happened, you could just look at them and be like, hey, do you have like a happy or a positive story to share? Yes. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. just try to shift the conversation. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad idea. No, it's not. We'll add this to the list with the bunny ranch too. The bunny our, ranch. Our, um, <laughs> what did Logan call it? Logan commented after she listened to that podcast and said, if you guys haven't listened to our Sex While Pregnant podcast that's what we're referencing right now um it's pretty funny a prostitute doula that was so a hilarious. doula prostitute yeah. <laughs> we can yeah. be politically correct sex worker yes yeah a, yeah. a doula sex worker mm-hmm. two favors higher yeah. favors yes mm-hmm. okay so we'll add that to the list there's the list there's All the right. list it's the tt idea tt idea spawn from podcast list it happens we'll get a sound it happens effect. mid thing we we actually came up with iBrain in the middle of an interview also. Did you? Yeah, which love which iBrain. we love iBrain because Brain was started. We act, nobody really knows where Brain, the acronym Brain, came from. Mm-hmm. Um, and then during an interview, um, our beloved Therese was saying that she wanted to, you know, it should be is this an emergency before we even go down that thing? Yeah, it was like ding, like iPhone, iBrain, you know, and it all kind of so came perfect, together. so good. 
It's so good. Um, okay. So how about when people tell you that how was, you... That was my phone. Here's your phone. <laughs> Hope you've got a good case. <laughs> um, okay. Let's wrap this up with like, like bringing it back to birth. Okay. So when people want to talk to you and tell you how you should birth. So is that annoying? Punch them in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately punch them in the face. Um, I probably sound like such an angry, aggressive person. I've never been in a fight, by the way, guys. I don't plan to be. <laughs> no, but you don't. You're funny. The thoughts would run through my head, especially when I was pregnant. Um, okay. So don't punch them in the face. Don't no. punch them in the face. Punching in the Remove face yourself bad. if you need to. Yes. Right? If it's, if it's physically possible and all of that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, just you don't need to have those conversations with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's okay to say this is stressing me out or this is making me nervous. Yeah. yeah. It's okay to say that because then that just facilitates more questions and more awareness for other people to hopefully not do it again in the future in front of other pregnant people. Yeah. Or even just like if you're not comfortable being so direct, which I think being direct is a great thing, but some people it doesn't yeah. work for them for whatever. It's just like – um and I think, I think this is common. It's just like, we'll see how it goes, you know, yeah. like with the birth. It's like, it's really none of your business. And mm-hmm. I really don't know how any birth exactly. is ever going to go, you know? Well, that's, so. that's what I started saying when people would ask me how I was, if I was going to do um, an epidural or not. After Grease Trap Man, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm never telling anyone my mm-hmm. choice ever mm-hmm. again. Because there's, hmm. and I just would say, well, I don't know yet. We're just going to see what mm-hmm. happens. But mm-hmm. in my mind, I had my optimal birth, like, goals. Your goals set. Yeah. yeah. And you were setting it up to make that um, achievable for yeah, you. Yeah, because I didn't want to hear all the other negative stuff that people were going to say and, you know, get into my head. Get out of my head. Get out of my head. <laughs> it's so annoying. So I think, I think um, just really – being like having teachable moments with people. So just saying like, you know, this is, this is actually a conversation I don't want to have with you. Mm -hmm. Um, this is making me feel uncomfortable or just like we were saying, if, if that's not working for you, just kind of being vague or also just stepping away if, if at all possible. I think that that is, um, that is probably if it's physically and logistically possible in the moment, that's probably the easiest thing and the most respectful thing to yourself to just remove yourself from the situation. I got to go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. head into the bathroom. And then when you're in there, think of something that you're going to say when you come out that's completely off topic. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. How about I just those? had a thought though. Like what, what about when kids say things and then you can't really leave oh them? Oh my gosh. You know? Remember like, when Lion, oh my sweet, sweet what did Lion. Lion say? I tell you the story all the time and you never remember because you have four kids and that's <laughs> totally fine. Um, Lion was, how old was he? He was four years old and I was in the bathroom. Um, and he was in the bathroom with me and I pulled my pants down and he saw my, my big belly. And, um, he, I can't remember his comment now. See, so I'm starting to forget. Mm-hmm. Um, but he made a comment about the size of my belly and mm-hmm. used the word fat. And you heard, and you said, lion, you know, we never call anybody fat. And KK mm-hmm. has a big belly because she's got a baby growing inside of it. And, you know, it, you made it totally a teachable moment for him, but even though I knew he wasn't coming from a malicious place. I mean, he was four. He was the sweetest little thing. And mm-hmm. he didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I was so upset. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, you don't have to be sorry. Yeah. No one had to be sorry. Kids 
um, you know, there's that innocence there and they mm-hmm. don't know. And they ask questions or they make statements because they're trying to learn and understand. And they don't have the extensive vocabulary. No. To, they just see like something in their mind is big. And so it's fat, right? Yeah. Instead of just like, oh, that's a pregnant belly. Yeah. Yeah. You know? He's like, you're big. You have a big fat belly or something like that. Yeah. And yeah, he wasn't wrong. <laughs> I did. It was like seven months pregnant or something. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, he wasn't wrong. It's just my emotions and hormones were. Well, I mean, anytime not, anybody says anything yeah. to you, if they're four years old or, you know, 40 yeah. or more, like it can be, but kids are a wild card. They, they are, are a because wild card. they will just say what they think mm-hmm. when they think it, mm-hmm. wherever you are. Cause they have that innocence to them that, yeah. you know, that we, we get away from as adults because of social norms and yeah. all of that kind of Which stuff. Which a lot of times can be funny. The things that come out of their mouth, as long as they're not directed at you. But. Yes, totally. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's a whole nother that's a whole nother factor. So, and that also goes with just talking to your kids from an early age about birth and mm-hmm. motherhood, pregnancy, mm-hmm. letting them understand. You guys know I'm totally the mom that has um, one of our dear friends and listeners, Kimberly Newcomb. Hi, Kimberly. If you're listening. Yeah, Kimberly always sends us the funniest I know. memes. I love the memes. She's so great. <laughs> I miss. I miss you. Um, she moved to the Chicago area, um, but she. Gave me a book because she's amazing and she was done with the book because um, she was done having babies and she just didn't need it anymore. And so she gave it to me and it's called The Bodies of Mothers. Yes. And it's like a coffee table book. Uh-huh. Um, and so it's exactly that, you know, it's the bodies of mothers before birth, after birth, you know, pregnant, all that kind of stuff. Um and there's lots of nakedness in it. And I'm totally that mom in the neighborhood yeah. that like has that book on our coffee table. That's great. Because I want that to be normal in my home and in my family. Um so, but I've definitely seen like, you know, Hoppy sneaking with his little friend well, and like, yeah. look, there's boobies, you yeah. know, and there's more than boobies in that book, um, which I'm obviously totally fine with. Um, but I think that, I mean, that's what I do. Not everybody has to do that, obviously. Oh, yeah. But um, I think that just making all of, having all of that be an open, honest, um, and normal conversation exactly. is a really powerful thing for our kids. Because birth is, is normal and it, it's a part of life. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyway. We'll All right, guys, boxes. that's our annoying things that people say to you when you're pregnant and maybe what you can do about it. So um, thanks so much for listening and tune in again soon. Thanks, guys.